Welcome to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. I am excited about my guest today, as I always am, but I love Wanda, Wanda McCurdy. She worked within the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association ministry field for 19 years. That is a very long time to be out in the field, Wanda, and we're going to talk about that today. She's also very active in her home church, where she coordinates the prayer ministry and she teaches at every opportunity she's been given. And she also mentors younger women. Wanda, you and I met, gosh, I guess it was, uh, 2014. Yep. Around that period of time when the Will Graham celebration came to Owensboro, Kentucky. And I remember meeting you and Sam Hardy and just You know, I still to this day, Wanda, I tell people that working alongside of you and Sam, I mean, you're the real deal. I mean, you know, even behind the scenes, you laughed and and you were compassionate and you sincerely cared about people. And I got to see that, gosh, for over a year. And um, so I appreciate your friendship and for being on Shape by Faith. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you, Teresa. I do remember us meeting in the office there um, in Owensboro and, you know, going into every new community and, and building relationships with people that have to be um, quick, quickly built um, and, and for them to be sustained and substantial is, is an awesome thing. And, uh, and so uh, I remember you being so, caring and and available and sam and i both appreciated that and still do well i won't forget it and i know your ministry work that the lord has given you continues on and uh, hopefully our paths will cross in person (laughs) yeah you know, again, so I, I want our listeners to hear a little bit about your background and I love them to understand where you came from and, and where you're at now. So tell us what it was like growing up with a father in the army. Well, um, it was the only life I ever knew, Teresa. He joined the military uh, shortly after I was born. He's, as a matter of fact, drafted into the army and uh, when he went in saw it as a way to see the world and to support our family so he determined to make a career of it and uh, they used to have a saying in a in a commercial for um, the army that said it's more than an occupation it's an adventure mm-hmm. and it was an awesome adventure for our family and it was the only life I ever knew so we all loved it. So you did a lot of traveling, obviously. So do you have a favorite location you like the most? Well, domestically within the United States, my dad's assignments were, um, weren't that many, but we did um, have two tours in Japan, each of those about three years. And oh, wow. um, that was at, um, uh, the majority of my childhood. Um, I remember being overseas. I started school there and um and i went to junior high there um so that that was a favorite our whole family fell in love with japan oh okay so you loved it there obviously um what did you like about it it was such a um opportunity to mix cultures mm-hmm. um my dad went in the army um in the 50s 
And so the United States was a very different place at that point, especially for an African-American um, soldier and uh, being overseas, the cultural difference, the acceptance that was there that wasn't all, all completely available in the United States. Um, going overseas uh, in the 60s when there was still so much racial division and places that we as Black Americans weren't um, welcome and or, or had a, a back room to um, we didn't find that in Japan. So a lot of those things and the very different lifestyles um, between that country and ours also were, um, you know, a huge education for us. Mm-hmm. Now, Wanda, were you raised in a Christ-centered home? Um, Teresa, my parents grew up in church and we went to church as a family mm-hmm. every Sunday um, that we rarely missed. But I didn't have a relationship with Christ. I can't speak um, to the rest of my family, but um, my Bible came off the shelf on Sunday and went in my arm to church and then back onto the shelf um, Sunday afternoon with no real attention to it or um, anything that it was about. I said my prayers before I went to bed and before I ate my food. But that was probably the extent of my relationship with Christ. Okay. Now, you married someone who was also in the military, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So tell us about the relationship you had and also about the moment in your life that sort of changed everything. Well, um, I, of course, didn't have that kind of relationship with the Lord where I consulted him before dating someone or, or getting involved with someone. And, um, I met a young man. He was also in the military. Um, we dated for a few months and decided we were going to date exclusively. Um, my friends were around and all seemed to like him. My parents were kind of indifferent. Um, didn't, you know, direct me one way or the other. Um, and he was from another state. He was from Louisiana and he, um, asked me before moving to another assignment to, to marry him. And I agreed. My parents, um, agreed. My mom was hesitant, but, but, um, they wanted me to be happy. So Mm -hmm. they allowed that. But, uh, the truth of it is that we were both too young. And, um, he wasn't ready to be committed to a relationship. Um, he was still young enough to be wanting to date around and meet other people. And that became an issue, of course, um, immediately in getting married. Um, one of my girlfriends who, um, was in our wedding party actually was very attracted to him and, um, Unbeknownst to me, the two of them established a relationship and began corresponding as we were living in another state. Um, he was writing and talking to her on the phone on a regular basis. And when um, I got pregnant, he got sent on a temporary assignment overseas. And that's when their relationship really grew. I think um, when my daughter was born, um, and she was about three weeks old. I was sick in the hospital in need of surgery. And that's when I discovered that there was something 
going on there that wasn't um, quite on the up and up. And surprisingly, though I didn't have a relationship with Christ, the it, you know, as I think back, the Holy Spirit kind of cued me in and, and allowed me to see things or point things out to me that led to that discovery. Wow. You know, I, I was just talking about this this morning, Wanda, in my um, fitness class teaching Pilates that people can really disappoint us and let us down. And especially if you think someone, you know, is, is a good friend and then they they end up disappointing you. But God never does. He he always cares for us and loves us. And and he always shows us the way and, and he is our hope. You know, without him, I don't know where I would be right now. And you, in the way you're describing things, it sounds like um, my marriage to my husband when, you know, I, I got married young at the age of 19 and he was in the military as well. Uh, not the same circumstance, but kind of similar mm-hmm. and um, very disappointing, you know, at a very young age. And, and I, I waited quite a while to turn to Christ, but um, I want the listeners to hear what happened next, you know, after you were separated from your husband, but we have to take a break first. So everyone hold on. We will be right back with more Shape by Faith. Um, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and our hearts for God's purposes. My guest today is Wanda McCurdy. Wanda, where are you living right now? I'm living in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, wow. What's the weather like? Hot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's been hot in Kentucky, too, but I bet it's really hot there. Um, Yeah, we normally hit 100 um, daily, and so far we've been uh, hovering at 99. (laughs) Oh, that's not so bad then, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, So in the first segment, you were sharing, um, you know, about your father being in the army and and how um, you loved the two tours um, when you lived in Japan. And then you got into you started to talk about um, your marriage and what was happening there. So I would love for you to continue your story. Okay. Um, Well, like I said, my my uh, marriage began to crumble when. My daughter was about three weeks old and I was in the hospital to have surgery and the Holy Spirit began to show me things. And at that time, of course, I didn't know it was God's leading, um, but things that caused me to um, have concern and wonder about what was going on in, in our relationship and with his relationship with my friend. Um, so after the discovery and confrontation, um, I was a wounded, angry individual, mm-hmm. and um, I had issue with him, uh, issue with her, issue with myself, and uh, I tried, attempted to stay with him for a period of about six months following that, but the um, anger was so big and the unforgiveness was huge. So I ended up packing up and moving back to San Antonio um, within six months of that. Um, I didn't like myself. I didn't like where my life was. And I basically built a wall around myself to separate me from 
everyone else. And I was determined that I was never going to allow myself to be in a position for other people to take my heart and chomp on it again. Mm -hmm. So I was um, intentionally distanced myself from people and kind of developed a personality where no one would want to be close to me. I can't imagine that. I cannot. (laughs) Because you're so friendly and so welcoming and lovely, but I, I can understand that. I can also understand it because of what you were going through. So how did you get to that next place, Wanda, where you well, were walking with the Lord? I started a job in San Antonio, and there was a young lady that I worked with who was fresh out of Bible college, and uh, she invited me to her church. And I had been going to a little church near my home, but when I went to her church, there was quite a difference. These people were excited about God. They were, their worship was exuberant. Um, They sang and it just was completely different from anything I had ever been exposed to. And they talked about God and to God in a way that I recognized was very different from my own experience. Mm -hmm. And when I would go to church there, I would cry through the whole service. I mean, from the worship to the word, I was just moved. And I didn't really understand what was transpiring, but I knew that though I had accepted Christ and been baptized as a child, they were relating to a Jesus I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And that became my quest then to know God in that way, to um, be able to have the forgiving heart and the ability to place those burdens on the altar and leave them with God. And all of that um, was what I began to receive as a part of that congregation. Oh, wow. Forgiveness is the key, isn't it, Wanda? Huge. It is huge. It's the key to unlocking that heart to loving others. And gosh, that is a big deal. So you became very involved in ministry work as a single mom. Is that correct? Yes. Um, My daughter from my first visit there, um, she loves the church. She was only about two years old, but she wanted to go to the little Sunday school. And then all week long, she would be telling me things about what she talked about at Sunday school. And um, so I got involved with teaching Sunday school when she was in elementary and pretty much followed her along in ministry um, in the church. She challenged me because she was like a little sponge and absorbing everything that she learned in Sunday school. And I had to race to stay ahead of her to be <laughs> able to lead her. I mean, she she just pushed me. Um, so I was involved with the youth ministry. I was the cook at the the youth camp one time (laughs) they they didn't know what they were signing up for having me that and uh, I was also uh, taught the college and career class when she got uh, up around that age Um, I was on the women's committee doing planning and retreats and things like that I sang in the choir and was part of the ensemble so I just dove in Um, we were both at church um constantly it was our second home well children are definitely a blessing and so many times they lead their parents or their grandparents or a relative um, to christ you know 
in in their curious state of mind. Like you said, they are little sponges. Um, So what led to your opportunity of working for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association? Well, in October of 1995, um, I started to feel like the ground rumbling under me. I was working full time in a corporate office for a large department store that was nationwide. And I really um, felt discontent in my job. Mm -hmm. I started looking for other jobs, but I didn't get a release from the Lord to take another job. Just that feeling that something was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So in February of the next year, they announced a closing of the office. And I felt that that was the beginning of God opening the door to what was next. And that led after a few months um, to my pastor telling me about the fact that Billy Graham was going to be coming to San Antonio and that they needed people to help there in the office. And my first thought was, well, I've been buying, assisting in buying men's clothing for the last 16 years. What in the world could I do for Billy Graham unless he needs suit um that's cute but um but there was an administrative opening there and I sent my resume and um had the opportunity to interview and begin working with them oh wow and so you were with them for 19 years I mean that's a long time and I know that you worked closely with the crusades and So why don't you tell us what it's like to work for this uh, ministry and maybe some things that and some responsibilities in your job, what you did within the ministry? Well, the Graham Association, when I started, had a large corporate office in um, Minneapolis, and they since moved to the Charlotte, North Carolina area. So everything was directed from that Minneapolis office, Um, all of the invitations to go into different communities and set up and and work with that community to put on a crusade um, was directed from there. But we would move into the city and we moved um, just like one would move to start a new job. We took our whole house, um, our our kitchen set up, all of our furniture, everything that we owned, and moved into a new apartment or home there in the new city, opened up an office, hired a team to help us, excuse me, and then attacked the job that we had been assigned to um, in each city. And each associate, which we had 12 on our team, was um, assigned particular departments, and then you were... um, allowed to hire someone to help you in a number of those areas. Um, My first job was always to coordinate volunteers and begin projects that were going to be helpful in introducing the crusade to the community. And then later on, I had responsibility for language translation, the death, hard of hearing, community involvement, accessibility for the disabled, the prayer ministry, the women's ministry, and the children's ministry. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, we need to take a real quick break, Wanda. So um, I want to hear more from you about, about the ministry and what God is also doing in your life when we come right back with more Shape by Faith. 
Welcome back to Shape by Faith, where we shape our bodies and hearts for God's purposes. Okay, Wanda McCurdy is my guest. She is amazing, and she's talking about um, the crusades that she worked on with the Billy Graham um, Evangelistic Association. So, Wanda, do you have a favorite crusade you worked on, and what was it? Teresa, I have several favorites, um, but one of the ones that stands out the most in my mind was in 2001, we were assigned in Fresno, and this crusade uh, was supposed to take place a month after 9-11. We were in the community on the ground when 9-11 happened, and it was such a huge thing, as we all know, in our country, and it was big in that community. So to have that first big event, such a close time following the um, the incident was very concerning. There was a lot of tension and a lot of concern around people gathering together and uh, being vulnerable as far as security concerns were. And so there was a need for things like police snipers and a SWAT team uh, being on site for a crusade, which you know, you never expect to see that. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the the most powerful things that um, I feel like ever happened during a crusader, to my uh, vision and, and understanding, was that there was a young man who was one of the police snipers, and he was stationed. Um, the crusade took place at the Fresno State Stadium, and he was stationed on top of the tower where the speakers were, which was the highest point in the venue. And he um, stood up when Mr. Graham began to um, give the invitation to Christ and handed his weapon to another uh, police officer and came down to receive Christ. Oh, wow. And that was um, so poignant to me because his purpose for being there was, you know, his job, but just like God does in so many situations, he takes those things that are a part of our lives and uses them to draw us to himself. And that uh, to me was one of those situations that was remarkable. Yes, it certainly is. Very powerful story. Thanks for sharing that with us. So has God been placing anything on your heart to share with, um, with our listeners, Wanda? Well, Teresa, one thing that's been very heavy in my spirit for quite some time now has been a need for unity. Mm-hmm. And I believe that we as a country are so divided. We, even as the children of God are divided, we're divided about how we vote and uh, black lives and blue lives and politics and earthly things. And the Bible says that we are ambassadors who are not a part of this kingdom. This is not our home. We are here as his ambassadors to reconcile people to him. And it's a huge task. And I feel like right now we have forgotten our purpose and uh, our being has been more about ourselves than it has been about representing Christ and coming together as the people of Christ. And so that's been my, my burden um, my heart to encourage us to set aside the things that divide us and stand under the only thing that unites us as the children of God, and that is Jesus and his His willingness to go to the cross for us, and that's having the opportunity to be reconciled with God because of him. 
And if we can join together and stand together as the children of God, then our ability to reach others for Christ is reaffirmed and it's available. And I feel like right now we are uh, too far apart for that to be our goal. Yes, that is so good, Wanda. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so true. And you know, the enemy that is in the world wants to destroy us and he wants to divide us. And just like you said, I mean, our, our focus is Jesus Christ. That is our focus. Yes. I would love for you as we close, if you would pray as God leads you. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you for this opportunity and God bless you for what you do and how you um, continue to reach people and, and shape their faith and their bodies for his glory. Father, we just come before you today, God, thank you for this opportunity to be together across the lines, Lord God, to um, worship you, Father, to communicate through you and with one another. And Lord, I just pray today, uh, God, that for those of us that are a part of your kingdom that are listening to this broadcast, that you would start to use us, Father, to heal the divide, the division that's in our our churches and in our families, Lord, where we've taken up sides and turned against one another, Lord, and forgotten who we are in Christ and our purpose in you. I pray today, God, that you would unify us and heal the division and the distance that has split us apart, that you would allow us, Father, to focus on you and who you are in each one of our lives, the opportunity and blessing that you've given us, God, and the grace that you've placed um, before us, Father, to allow us to share you with others. God, that it would be our personal goal to unify with brothers and sisters in Christ and to offer Jesus to those who don't know you. Father, that it would be the beat of our hearts and the uh, temper of our walk, Lord, that we would share Jesus with everyone that we encounter. Lord, I ask you to heal the wounds that are in our families and in our churches and in our individual relationships and allow us, God, to set aside those things that cause us to be different, Father, and to come together and unite under the banner of Christ, which is the thing that unifies us. Lord, I pray for our um, cities, for our states, Lord God, for our homes and churches, Father, and for our nation. And I lift it all to you, Father, for you to touch, to heal, and to make whole. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wanda, thank you so much. And you're such a lovely person. Keep doing what you're doing, okay? Thank you, Teresa. I loved being able to talk to you today and just share a little of what God has done for me. Well, I'm blessed, and so are our listeners. So we're signing off. I'm Teresa Rowe. Everyone have a blessed day.